welcome to Writing Easy, the podcast that takes the work that's writing, tries to make it just a little bit easier. I'm one of your hosts, Mary Mascari. And I'm your other host, Melissa Long. So Melissa, you tell me that you are revising. Yes, the revision process. That's where I am. Revision hell. Most of writing is revising, right? Don't you think? I have heard that. I kind of disagree. I mean, I think it's it's where it moves from like an adequate story to like something that people should pay money for. Uh, nice. That's that's my explanation. But I will not say that most of writing is the revision process. I think it's definitely iterative. And I think what what might be happening is what people define as revising and where certain work gets done might differ, right? So it's like you do a lot of the work in the outline process. So by the time you actually have a draft, there's a lot of kind of revisions built in already. Whereas I go, you know, throwing myself at the page willy-nilly and changing and changing and changing. And so that feels more like revising, but I'm doing the same stuff that you were doing when you were working on your outline. It's just doing it a different way. Yes. And now I am also revising my outline multiple times. Um, and, mm-hmm. and granted, it's a lot shorter. Well, it's not a lot shorter. <laughs> the outline that I just <laughs> did was 16 pages of for like a 60 page script. And even 60 pages will be too long. So it's a very detailed outline, but I have found myself going through the revision process with that document too. Um, So yeah, it's a lot of revising. And now revising takes a certain amount. It's it's another skill. I mean, that's the thing about writing is there's so many different skills you need to learn, so many different hats you need to wear, and so many different techniques that you use for the different parts. Yeah. So how do you approach this revision that you're doing? I, so... I used to hate this process so much. Now I only kind of hate it. Um, This (laughs) is like, because I feel like the way that we were taught, or at least the way that I was taught to revise was like, you write your whole document, then you go back and you revise everything all at once. And then it's ready to go. Beginning to end. And it's ready to go. Uh, And that does not work with like a 400 page manuscript. It's incredibly overwhelming and inefficient and very frustrating. Um, And so one of the things that I like first started doing was creating these checklists or getting all these books on revisions. And it's like, okay, start with this kind of revision and do these and make sure all these pieces are uh, in order. And so I found myself really getting overwhelmed by these like three or four page checklists of all the things that I needed to do in my revision process. Uh, So that was not helpful. Yeah, considering when you've got 400 pages and a pass through might take a week. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm a slow reader. Well, I'm a, I'm, I'm a slower reader than most. And I also would get so caught up and fixated on whatever I was looking at that it would take mm-hmm. twice as long. Because then I would just start to question everything. I'd be like, oh, yeah. this isn't working. And this and like, maybe the character's wrong. And like, all of a sudden, I'm changing <laughs> yeah. like huge things in the story. Um, yes. Because I couldn't break apart like the minute pieces of the storytelling. Oh, yeah. I have absolutely been there. I got to a point one time where I was trying to invent a new language. I was like, that's what I need to do. I need to make the language for this. And that's why I went, wait, maybe... Let's let's hold off on that for a second. Yeah. <laughs> Might be going too far. Yep. I've definitely been in that place where you're like, oh. And it's it also can be a good procrastination tool because I think when you're going oh, through yeah. revisions, you're like, oh, I just need something more exciting and fun to do. And this is hard. And so it's like, ooh, create a new language. <laughs> yeah. 
Sure. That yeah. sounds like fun. That's much more shiny. Absolutely. But now what I'm doing, is, and this is easier to do in scripts because they're screenplays because they're shorter and they're more structured yeah. and you have to do certain things in a certain number of pages. But I think it could be applied to writing a manuscript as well. It's like I am doing very specific read-throughs for specific things. Um, okay. And I start, like, my first revision or my first pass is just looking at plot. And that's just looking at what are the actions that are happening in each scene or, you know, each chapter. Mm -hmm. And how does that differ from my outline? Because sometimes I make changes as I go oh, yeah. and then it, like, suddenly different things don't work. So I'm looking for like continuity, consistency, logic, like making sure that it just holds together and it makes sense. Yeah. And then the second pass that I do is focused on character. So how are my characters showing up? Um, mm -hmm. And are the actions that they're taking in the plot consistent with who they are as characters? And that's where I start to see shifts in like, oh, I had them say this or I had them do this or they reacted in this way because I needed them to do that for the plot. But that's actually not something that this character would normally do. So now I have a choice. I either mm -hmm. change the plot or I mm -hmm. figure out what the reason is for them outing out acting outside of character. And I have to put yeah. that in. But like that's a big part of that second pass um, as well as making sure like they have their own voice and their own personality and really yeah. revising for that piece. What I really like about that is that you that means you don't have to worry about everything all at once. You can see a problem and you don't know how to solve it. You're like, you know what? That That's not for this time. That's all I'm doing is, is looking at this. And then so if something else comes up that seems, you know, like if you're doing your plot continuity pass and you see a character act out of character, you know, you don't have to worry about it yet. Maybe, like, note it down, but it's not your problem. So that you can kind of keep moving forward um, without having to stop and rewrite the entire book again. Yes. Get, and get all distracted. And what you just said, that, like, you don't have to fix the problem. You can note the problem mm -hmm. without fixing the problem right then. That was a hard lesson for me to learn. But oh, yeah. there's something about, like, going through and tracking what you need to change or where there's issues or challenges, but not trying to solve it each time because you're going to spend, it's just very inefficient. And you may spend hours trying to solve something that in two days is going to become irrelevant. Yeah. You can't do it all at once. And there's a lot, there's a lot to worry about. You're juggling a lot of chainsaws when you're writing a book or writing a script. Yeah. There's a lot. And so you can't, I mean, if you are juggling chainsaws, you can't be thinking about the chainsaw that's up in the air. You can only be thinking about the chainsaw that you are catching and the chainsaw you are throwing. So I'm not sure where that that uh, goes, but um, so, except to say that writing is safer than juggling chainsaws. It's a little bloody. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, and I think that it's, there's something about um, like having a specific order, like your order may not be the same as my order. I just feel like for mm -hmm. me, I need to understand and like, force myself to focus on the big picture structural things first and then the sort of window dressing, the stuff that makes it pretty, the themes, like all of those things mm -hmm. can be layered on once I get that core foundation. But I used to struggle and I still am a little bit with the world building because I do supernatural and fantasy and like mm -hmm. there's a ton of world building there and I can spend so much time 
trying to develop the culture and understand the magic system and structure and like just a ton of research. And right now what I'm doing is not, I have a high level overview, but I'm not digging into that until I've gotten through the first two passes. So I use a lot of placeholders or a lot of like, and this magical thing happens, but I don't know all the Mm -hmm. rules or what it even looks like. And then once I have that story set and I feel like this is the right plot, these are the right characters, like then I have a very specific direction for what do I need to research now to make the world really stand out. I think that's one of the the biggest things that you learn with experience is not even your process, but just where the right time is to to put those things in. You know, and because like sometimes you'll get a craft book about world building and it'll be like, here's the 62,000 things that you need to have ready or a, a book about character development. Here's the six page uh, survey to fill in. Yeah. Do you know everything about this character? And, you, you know, that can really take a lot of time and you might not need all of it. So maybe you don't put in all that, but you don't have nothing. And so I think with time and experience and practice, you start to learn which things you know you need to work out first and which things you don't or how to know if you need to work something out first. You know, all that those decisions that you need to make on process. I think that's just a one of the things you get from experience. Exactly. And of course, the only way to get experience is to screw up a lot. So, you know. It's part of the process. Yeah. I mean, nobody learns to walk on their first try. You know, it's like you got to. Yeah. You got to practice. You fall down. It's all part of yep. the process. Everybody, 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 everybody has. You know, anyone, even any author you read, they wrote a crappy thing once. And if they say they didn't, they are lying. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And I, you know what I will say, I hear people say like, oh, I wrote this book and I only had to do one revision or I only did two revisions and then it got published or I published it. And I'm like, ooh, (laughs) that is always a red flag to me because I can tell and you if you're listening I can tell if you only did one revision it's very clear that's not a good thing I mean like that's not a bragging thing you know because it's not that that shows a lot of inexperience to say that oh here's a good thing look how little I had to revise this this means I'm good whereas in fact that's kind of the opposite that that's this naive idea that if you're a good writer it'll just come out you know, brilliantly the first time. And revision is only because you aren't good enough yet, and so you have to fix it. Mm-hmm. But once you're good, it'll come right on out. And that's not that's not true at all. There's there is no writer that works that way. None. And so don't think of having to do a lot of revision to mean that you're not good. That's just that's what happens. That's the process. That's how it works. And that's why I said like at the beginning of this that even though I don't think that most of the writing is the rewriting, the revision process, I do think it's the difference between an average or mediocre writer, somebody who is able to put sentences on a page and somebody who is mm-hmm. a master storyteller, somebody who deserves, like who should get paid for the work that they're creating, right? Like yeah. that is what makes something great and something um, pleasurable to read and experience. And by that, you mean the time you take or the work that gets done during the revision process is what makes it, makes it good? It's, it, it's, it's what takes it to the next level, right? And it's what makes it art. Yeah. It's what creates those layers 
that people yeah. go, oh, it's not just a space opera, but it's got all these other themes and these emotions and mm-hmm. it's what people connect to. I just don't think you can get that with one quick pass at a story. Um, that yeah. is just logistics and plot. And sometimes they don't even yeah. string together in a good way. Yeah. It's, you can't, you can't get that right from one pass. You have to bake it in. It's like if you, okay. So if everyone's a baker or you just watch the great British baking show a lot, um, if you ever see them make puff pastry, mm. do you, Melissa, do you know yes, the show? Yes, I love that show. Off? Okay. Oh my God. <laughs> so when they make puff pastry, the way to make puff pastry is, this is not rough puff. We're not talking rough puff here, people. We're talking, you know, you need to laminate. You have your, your bit of butter and you wrap the, the um, dough around it and you pound it with a rolling pin, right? And then you flatten it out and you fold it and then you put it in the fridge or freezer. You take it back out and pound, 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 fold, fridge or freezer. You do that over and over and over again. And that's how you get the lamination where the little layers of, of butter and dough together. And that is what, when you then bake it, it, it creates the air bubbles and it tastes amazing. So, <laughs> uh, and writing is like that too. You have to keep, you know, layering in, layering in. You cannot be like, if you're like a great baker, it's not like, aha, I know how to make this puff pastry dough laminated poof you know like i can't like i still have to go through all those steps now i might go through them faster um and more you know and more skillfully because i've done it more um but you still have to do them (laughs) they're still there otherwise it's like it physically doesn't happen so and that is the reason i am not a baker (laughs) because i i have like so much respect for the act of baking and the commitment, right? Like the the processes that people go through to create these amazing treats that are so mm-hmm. delicious. I don't like doing that. I am way too impatient and way <laughs> too like, I don't even want to measure much less like oh, no. actually follow. Like, yeah. So I'm not a good baker because of that. If I was like, and now I'm a writer, I have to go through these steps and processes and I have to love them because- that's part of being a writer. But there are plenty of people who hate yes. writing because they don't have the patience to do five revisions or 10 revisions on something or work for two yeah. years on a manuscript. Yeah, that's, you know, we all have our things that we could do. Like, yeah, knitting, would I would kill somebody. I would, I would literally murder someone with those things because I just get so impatient. But I love baking. Um, and I don't mind taking, I mean, I've done puff pastry and it's really fun. Because it's fun to pound the thing. And then, you know, you let it sit and then you go do something else. You come back. It's like, it, I like that. Um, and part of it is also because I love sweets so much that I'm happy to make them. And I love books so much, so I'm happy to take the time to to create it right. So, Do you like bake and then read and then bake and then read? Yeah. That's a perfect day. And then we're going to puzzle a little bit. Yeah. There you go. Gold. I mean, that's heaven right there. That's all I need. So I guess the final things about revising is... The things I just want to summarize what we talked about because we were a little rambly. We talked about A, it has to happen. It's not a sign of weakness or anything. Uh, and then we like the idea of breaking it up into multiple passes to say, okay, I'm this. And I do the same thing where I'll, I'll okay, here's the pass where I fix this. Here's the pass where I fix this. Um, breaking that up so that it doesn't get overwhelming and maybe. While, while you do have the kill your darlings, right? You don't keep something around just because you like how you wrote it. But don't be afraid. Don't feel like you have to throw the whole thing out and start over uh, if you find a problem. Keep working. You may, you may fi- figure out that, that that's not the case. So don't panic. 
Does that summarize it up? Did I do that okay? Yeah. And I think just remember that like you don't have to solve everything all at once. So you can take your time with it and you may make a change and then go back and change it again to the original way that you had it. Like, and that's okay. Like, so I like that idea of not being afraid to take something out or to try something different during the stage and see if it works. And if you don't like it or you're not getting the feedback and the response that you want, change it again. Yeah, that's the great thing about writing is there's no rush. <laughs> like you take, you've got time to make it work the way you want to. So, yeah. All right. While you guys go off and do your revisions, good luck. Uh, if you need a break, don't stay on Twitter too long. But you can stop by our Twitter, stop by our Facebook, stop by our Instagram. And I have a Pinterest board. Check those out too. Um, and uh, if you are so inclined to leave a, a rating, a review on Whatever podcasting medium you have, we'd appreciate it very much. Yes, come say hi. We're lonely. (laughs) So with that, I will remind you that writing is hard. So take it easy. I'm Mary. And I'm Melissa. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.